0: You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. Discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts.
1: Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode number 140. So, a good weight for a caliber, hey, uh... Bronte. Especially in 6'5. Yeah. You can't go too far wrong. I thought so. Uh, anyway, uh, tonight is uh, uh, we've got all sorts of people in the room. Uh, Bronte, obviously, um, that would make sense because uh, he just spoke. That's generally how it works. <laughs> Good, mate. You doing all right? Not too bad. Not too bad. Fantastic. Andy over there. How are you going? Representing the All Aspects shirt, the shirt named after him. Thanks. <laughs> It's <laughs> all right, and uh, joining us tonight is a uh, spotlighter extraordinaire. We hope we'll see how we go. Huge, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? Going all right, man. All right. Everyone been shooting? Anyone been shooting? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Little bit. This is a good start. Not recently. No, didn't you go a couple of weeks ago? Huge. Isn't that why we uh, got you in? Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe three four weeks ago. That's Excellent. not recent enough, though. Okay, Andy. What about you, mate?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was about. Um, Two or three weeks ago now, as well, spotlighting.
1: And yep. were, was it all spotlighting? Were we all, Bronte? Or, or you, you, did, um, you did some range stuff. Range stuff as well as spotlighting. Yeah, okay. Well, sure. Plenty of stories. So tell us about the range because we'll save the spotlighting for a little bit later. Oh, I just R-Road
3: for most of the day and then did a handgun shoot, and that was about it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> well, yeah. we could have skipped over that, really. <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't ask. You asked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you well. should know by now. True. True, I should. Uh, I've I've done no shooting. No, I, I sighted a gun in at the range on probably nice. the same day that you were there. Uh, one of the guns was uh, we just put a scope on it and went. Well, oh, someone has sighted in, and uh, whoever was doing it struggled, and so I got on there and struggled along with them. So we uh, we got there. <laughs> we got nice. there. It was uh, it was good. We've had a, a huge response to our last competition. We'll delve straight into that because we put up a, a request for uh, your stages that were relating to uh, F-Class. So if, you, if you remember from our last show, we spoke about a F-Class style range that has a proof for steel, but, of course, the steel was only down down at the end where you can put all the targets and then you have to move back if you want to shoot further or closer. So that's what we're talking about and then we're trying to come up with stages to be able to run a, a Pyrrhus. Influence match, I guess, uh, at, a, at a range like that, and, and we put that out as a competition to win one of the new Projectile Warehouse uh, bullet caps. And wow, we uh, had a huge response, uh, all sorts of ideas. So we're going to read through a few of the suggestions and uh, make a well, make some comments about them, see how we go. But we, gentlemen, we do have to pick a winner tonight. Mm. All right, so we, we need to decide who gets the uh, who gets the hat. Andy, have you got one in front of you? You want to bring one up first? Have you got a particular one that you you liked? know you look through a few of them
2: oh well let's not be too generous i um i had a quick glance okay good
1: <laughs> yeah i think there was one
2: there was definitely more than one There was definitely one more than one yes <laughs> no i like it. <laughs> um there was one a lot of them in, involving k whale racks um yeah real which, which Makes is sense. probably so. good yeah it's a good thing it yeah, mm. progressively uh gets harder mm-hmm. um simple one that I would like to see is uh, KYL rack, uh, one shot uh, strong side and then one shot support side at oh, each plate. Yeah. Ten shots, 120 seconds, shoot to move.
1: I did like that. Yeah, that was yep. uh, that was a good one. I've got one here. Who is that from? David Taylor. Good. All right. Uh, Black, it's Instagram, never know who anyone is. But anyway, Black Stilts, I think is the name, on uh, Insta uh, suggested uh, loophole stage. Hopefully you can put something downrange like that. That's no no issue. But anyway, uh, uh, so loophole KY or rack, again, uh, set an acceptable distance for the plate size. Clearly not willing to put a distance on. Uh, but I see what he's saying, he, you know, a, a, an appropriately sized uh, target. So let's say at 400 yards, uh, an acceptable distance for the plate size. A cardboard barrier set up in front of the firing line with three different size holes, small three points per impact, medium two points per impact, and large one point per impact. It uh, doesn't fit various rules, but anyway, we're moving on. The shooter nominates the hole they they choose to shoot through before the timer starts. All scoring shots must be made through the nominated hole. When he hits on the barrier, score a zero. And usual KYL rules for all shots usual KWL rules being that if you miss your target you're all zeros so all sorts of zeros going it's on got a here. lot of donuts on that yeah, stage. yeah no, nothing nothing passing the uh, the PRS rules but anyway we're, we're still still trying uh, shooter starts from standing position magazine and any other equipment in hand Ralph was staged the phone line all shots are taken from the prone position no gear restrictions the barrier would need to be fixed onto a rail type setup two lengths of two before so it could be pulled back to the firing point to patch any holes prior to the next shooter and then push back out to three, three or four metres to reset. There you go. Or you'll, you'll have 20 people watching see if there's any holes. I'm sure we'll work out which holes are which, but valid point. Uh, loophole stages. Bronte, you and I have shot, a, attempted to shoot a loophole stage, didn't we? Yes. How did that go?
3: I got to the loophole bit. But yep. I timed out before I actually <laughs> and I got found no, the target. I, I timed and out that way was, before it. <laughs> yeah. I got down there and I was looking for the damn thing, but I couldn't find it through the, the hole. It'd be an interesting uh, – I like the concept.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Very interesting concept. It'd be interesting to see how you go with a KOL rack. You obviously need a width. Need some – yeah. A, a bit of latitude. Um,
1: that's a bit e- – once you're on, the, the, that's a bit easier to work with.
3: Yes, but then, a circle, if you've got a loophole – Yep. the whole principle of a loophole is that that has to be at a certain distance. You zero, you're crossing through your yeah. line of sight first time, second time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But but you should lateral movement shouldn't should too, too much. Of a, but circles a circle is obviously role.
3: as you go across to the sides of it. Sorry, explain to me what a circle is. Sorry, as you go across to the sides of a circle, yep. the available height gets smaller.
1: Uh, uh, I see. Good. Okay, that's good, a good stage, Really, really creative way of doing that, assuming you're able to put that cardboard down range and that doesn't uh, constitute any issues on a particular range. But, yeah, sounds uh, sounds good. Andy, you got another one sitting there?
2: Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> this one's from uh, Tristan. He's called it That Cunning Fox. Oh, yeah. Uh, so 180 seconds, 10 rounds in two groups of five. So no equipment restrictions on the buzzer. Drop to prone with your scope zeroed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mag empty on the ground, ready to be loaded. As in the rounds, not in the magazine. Yep. Pick a card that will say dial or hold. Load your mag with five of your ten rounds only and engage the shout-out to STS Steel Targets, Fox at 300 metres. There was
1: a lot of sponsorship in his. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering if he got it's paid to put that post up. But anyway, <laughs> carry, carry on.
2: You must hold or dial, depending on what your card said mm-hmm. when you pulled at the start. Yep. Stand up, run back five metres, touch the... <laughs> Done another shout out. Yep. <laughs> touch touch the promo board, run back, drop. You
1: can say Delta Tactical. Okay. we like those guys. You're allowed yeah. to say Delta Tactical. Okay. It's all
2: right. It just wasn't highlighted just in the send, post. I'll just send
1: Danny an invoice. That's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> run back, uh, touch the promo board for Delta Tactical. <laughs> Jump back down in the prone, load your last five rounds and re engage the same target in the holdover or dial manner from your first five shots. So,
1: yeah, yep, yeah. was cool. That is a good one. Is it? Sorry, I missed it. Is, is it the same manner as your first five or a different one? You
2: said the same, but I would have thought well, I, you would have changed it. Yeah, I'd go it. different because yep. then it's
1: even for everyone. Yep, mm. and you have just and got just, to remember just the order up what you did yeah. previously.
3: Yep, yeah, absolutely. You know, it would be make it more nasty. <laughs> if so, you pulled dial first. Yep. Yeah, when you're on the hold stage, you weren't allowed to change. Your zero from where it was, so if you had it at like six hundred meters, you had to dial, and you dialed first. So you dialed up. Yep. you'd now have to actually hold below your zero on the hold
2: hold stage. You're mean.
3: Oh, no, actually, no, you Maybe. won't. No, sorry, no, won't <laughs> no. no, you have to. You have to wind it back. Yeah, you have yeah. to wind it back. Otherwise, it won't, yeah,
1: okay. Bugger. All right, here Pretty we go. Good if it was the uh, other way. Here we go. K is from Paul Janzo. Uh, K well, racket a uh, given distance. Again, he wasn't willing to name a distance. Uh, Rifle on mound mag out of the rifle. Shooter prone behind the rifle on signal. Shooter to leave mound with magazine and collect rounds from a box set behind mound at X distance. Give us some numbers, Paul. Collect as many rounds as shooter thinks he her, or he will impact the KWL round. If a miss is recorded, end of shoot. If all targets hit, shooter can collect more rounds and continue on shooting. A miss will zero the course. Um, again, doesn't quite follow the P.R.S. rules, but anyway, the uh, yeah, interesting <laughs> bit of movement.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess it's that's sort of like a no limits rack, but with the same target.
1: No, it's a KWL, ta- KWL oh, it rack. Was, sorry. Oh, sorry, K- okay. KWL rack. The yep. difference being that you have to sort of nominate think how many, how many rounds you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna use. So, yep. yeah, that's good. Cool. Anyone got another one?
0: I've got one who's which isn't quite a stage, but I like where he's going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying I don't care. All I need is a border to be open. So I can participate and learn more. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Broken Hill,
1: New South Wales. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think they should redraw that border. Just a little bit of a loop around Broken Hill. It may yeah. as well be South Australia anyway. Anyway. They
2: do run on SA time, I know. don't they? Exactly, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Andrew Stevens suggested, uh, like a stage on a steel near the ground where you, the arrow adjusts your turrets enough to get you off target slightly safely uh, <laughs> and then put some tape on so you can't see it then you have 10 shots to uh, score having to spot your miss and adjust. This would help work on follow through drills and miss shot drills.
3: Yeah, pretty legitimate. Mm. It's, it's good. It's a good one.
1: Yeah, whether or not you can actually get away with doing that on a... Nah, you
3: can read. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can do that on some ranges. It will be, mm-hmm. uh, will be the challenge. But Are anyway. they
3: like anti-canted 90 degree shooting still or is that because there was a phase and no one was real thrilled about that because some people weren't very confident with it. Because uh, that would be an interesting one. You'd have, like go left, right, up, and flat roof.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, the the raccoon and then the reverse yeah. raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. Anyway.
2: Uh, yeah, David's put up another one. Uh, oh, so just look at him go. Yeah, I know he bro. really wants that hat. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, bullseye target at seven hundred meters. Start at port arms on the buzzer, adopt a prone position with no bipod or bags allowed. Eight shots, ninety seconds, two points for the center impact, one point for an outer. So no bags, no bipods. That would be really good to the um the guys who, you know, as a discipline mm. shoot mm. that quite a lot.
1: Mm. Absolutely. All mm. oh, right. Anyone anyone got a favorite so far? We're, we're, let's test the room, Bronte. What, what one have you heard that you liked the most? I like the concept of the loophole one. Obviously, it, yep. it's
3: got a few things that would need to be tweaked to get ah, it to line well, with might the. Might so. but <laughs> Let's go with conceptual. You know, conceptually,
1: and, I, I, like I quite one? like the loophole. What about you, you? You're not a big competition shooter. I'm not. Which ones, which one's of interest? Um,
0: to you? I like the card one where you have to do the dial yep. and the, the holdover and from, the hold. Yeah, yeah. nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. I've got uh, got one here from uh, Robbie. 120 seconds, 10 rounds, you must shoot the 500-metre or 547-yard target once with each finger. One round per finger hit or miss. The catch is when you switch to your non-dominant hand, you must also switch your shoulder to support side. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a very interesting – although given there's 10 rounds, that also includes thumbs, Mm. which could make it very (laughs) interesting. (laughs) Uh, how about we get for an eight round stage for that one but have you guys have you guys played with uh, using the other fingers as tr- for trigger fingers yeah because
3: the next finger uh, you, you keep t- top two fingers for running the bolt
1: mm-hmm.
3: and use lower fingers I'd- as I do that a lot
1: yeah um yeah I, I don't think I've ever pulled a trigger with my uh, pinky finger but it's an interesting stage yeah okay very good Andy, you got another one another one lined up
2: travis's got one uh, he's called it Wind those turrets Might be a little tricky depending on your optic arrangement, but Mm -hmm. five targets in a square frame with one target in the center. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shooter has 120 seconds and 12 rounds, allowing two misses he's got there. So 400 yards, shooter starts standing behind the rifle, shooter engages the center plate with one round, shooter then dials their scope to the top left target and while maintaining hold on the center target they engage that target shooter continues around the around anti-clockwise dial to each target but holding center for two revolutions then returns back to center so it's probably a good scope drill yeah, it's a box good, drill good yeah. scope tracking so yeah
1: of. only box. thing is how how it's a little challenging to enforce uh, people to be aiming the same spot you really mm. need to
3: have like a scope cam like one of the side shot scope things mounted to every oh, scope so you, can, oh, there you go. so you can track and Fronties watch the cheats. It yeah for,
1: it's
3: probably the more the, the guys that have like a hard zero stop it's pretty hard to mm. for them to if you you're a box drill you can you
1: can't, can get around that by putting the center target at the bottom in the center and then you you you're doing a vertical box drill yeah. and so that's yeah. still That will work. work. But I guess if if you know the the size of that target, the RO can ensure that that mount is being dialed on. If you know that it's half a mil to to Mm. the next target, then, you know, and one mil up or something like that, then, yeah, definitely uh, can enforce that. But okay, good Mm. idea. Yeah, excellent. All right, we've got.
2: We're ignoring them from butters.
1: Oh uh, no, we can. They just they just can't win because of the, yeah. the, the, the being run. But these these are stages where uh, Butters did actually uh, in the last uh, Darwin match last year. Oh yeah, sad news on Darwin, isn't it, Andy? Since our last show, yeah, you and I are all packed and ready to rock and roll. Next episode, we're actually going to do on all the gear that we packed and we're, we're taking away with us.
2: Yep, we can still do one we were thinking of taking. <laughs> all the gear we were thinking of taking,
1: or <laughs> the all the gear that we're taking now, given that we can't go. But uh, yeah, we we I was driving home the other day and uh, mm. yeah, got this message saying that um, would you believe that we're talking about butters and Matthew Butterfield has just rung Ugh. has just rung us. Uh, hey butters, you're on the podcast. Hello all. Hello, butters. How are we? Who, have we, got? who, who have we got here? Uh, you got Bronte. You've got Andy and Huge. You probably don't know Huge, but.
0: Uh, hello, Huge. How you going, mate?
1: How are, how are we all? Well, we <laughs> were just we were just talking about <laughs> you, mate. We were actually just discussing uh, about the stages that you submitted into the competition. And then uh, we were releasing the bad news that we mm. uh, we was I was about to say I got a message saying and then you rang that our flights were cancelled <laughs> and and we couldn't get any more flights so we uh, we aren't going uh, to Darwin in a couple of weeks um unfortunately uh, so it's a bad day it is I've mate a little bit. it is so um That's do you want bad. to tell us all it's about right. your shoot that no one can come to <laughs> <laughs> well basically because no one can come to it we're just having a two day local match really. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Center fire on Saturday, rim fire on Sunday, just in case we might be a little bit hungover. <laughs> Less headaches, I get it, I get it, yeah. Yeah, we don't want the noise or the smell of the center <laughs> It's a very sensible uh, way of looking at things. Well and, thought out. <laughs> you've done this before. Uh, oh. The ears must have been burning if I, if I thought I'd better give you a ring. Yeah, that's all right, mate. Well, uh, I'm sure whatever you was calling about is important, but we'll have to uh, chat about it later. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll probably just send you a text. Probably not rated for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, mate. Very good. Well, we'll, uh, we'll carry on and we'll chat to you a bit later. All right, boys. Cheers, Have a good night. See, See you. up there, What are the odds of that? Well, anyway, uh, there he he is. So uh, uh, these stages were were run at the match last year that won't be run this year, but it it was on the F class, the the Rifle Club range up there. Uh, So we've got a stage eight, uh, which was just send it. Uh, It's a TYL stage. Uh, Don't be a sook. Is in the stage brief. Shooters to start prone behind their rifle. Magazine inserted bolt open. Upon the starting signal, the shooters to engage 900-meter target. Now, these were electronic targets, by the way, not steel. With every two shots, the designated target area will shrink to the next ring down. There is no penalty for missing the designated target area. First two shots have to be within the three ring and then the next, which is uh, 1,120 mil. Jesus. In other words, a small house. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, shots uh, three and four within the four ring, which is eighty-one and a half centimetres. Slightly smaller house. Slightly Just smaller. an apartment this time. <laughs> yeah. uh, shots five and six were within the five ring, which is down to uh, half a metre, about the size of a small car. Uh, shots seven and eight uh, were within the six ring, which is 255 millimetres. And Shots 9 and 10 were within the uh, the X1 ring, which is 127 millimetres. And so we, we actually were discussing this one when when Butters and I were over in the States. And it was basically, it's a KYL rack. It, mm. it really is just this, but it's on one target. It's a really effective way of doing it on electronic targets. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. And it ran really, really well. Mm. Yeah. And and a lot of guys uh, you know, stayed within several of those rings, so... It was good. So that was one of them. Uh, They did run two. We'll skip over the other one because I'm sure it was wonderful. There's another one here from Paul Janzo, but because it's been on a different platform, I'll allow it. Novelty shoot at 100 metres. Rifle in position on the ground. Shooter standing behind the rifle. On buzzer, shooter drops behind the rifle and fires one shot at the left side target. Time is six seconds. Shooter stands behind the rifle again. On the buzzer, shooter drops behind the rifle and shoots at left target again and also one shot at the second target. 11 mm. seconds shooter stands behind the rifle on the buzzer drops behind the rifle and shoots one shot on the left one shot on the second and one shot on the third see where this is going but you've now got 14 seconds shooter stands behind the right fifth target you guys get it 18 seconds for this one But you are glad there weren't six targets any thoughts on that because I, I i reckon I, I reckon it'd be fun i reckon it'd be fun but i my gut would be uh, don't keep adding time Oh yeah, so, yeah. so you, you give them maybe say, fifteen ten, seconds, or – ten ten seconds. Jeez, harsh. And and then it's a hundred meters. It's only at a hundred meters, and True. they're not building position. They're just dropping into prone. Ten seconds for, yeah, that's it, that's yeah, we've, yeah, had, we've had we've had four hundred meter stages like that where you've got three or four shots in twelve seconds, mm. and that's that's. Uh, Dropping in and shooting distance mm. and moving targets between them. That these are these are just paper targets. So yeah, I I like the idea. I just think you're generous in your time, Paul. Yeah.
3: So you could do, just thinking about the the ring target on the electronic target. you could have a randomizer. <laughs> 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 so you basically like the ring just changes size. It, it's every time of mm-hmm. what you have to hit it in, or you have to hit it because they're obviously graduated rings. Yeah. So it has to be within the three gap between the three and the four. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, that'd be that'd
1: be interesting. There was a number of uh, of suggestions here, uh, and, and we'll sort of lump them in together. Sorry, sorry to everyone who entered, but there was a lot of like shoot and then do some physical activity, and then shoot again and do some physical activity, and everything from running a hundred meters between every shot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, awesome. one <laughs> <Full> on, um, <laughs> or jumping jacks between uh, between every three rounds, or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, pretty classic, I guess, way of doing it. And I think you you know, mostly you don't need anything too uh, severe. Mm. Um just enough to get people up and down, and that's usually enough to get people breathing. Mm. Um, plus the pressure of actually hitting targets. Now I think there's one more on there, uh Andy, do you want to read that one out from Ben? Oh unless you did. I'm not sure. Well oh, this this got this this got really complicated and definitely doesn't fall within the rules, but I'm gonna mention it anyway. Your Brandy oh. might be able to see it. Yeah. Well, a complex
2: know your limit stage. Yeah. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah. Thanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you think he wanted to read it? (laughs) Why does read three in a row or two in a row or something?
2: All right. So um, 60 seconds, 1,100 yards, unlimited rounds, one target. Uh, One sighter. If the sighter is a hit, it's worth double points. Then commence shooting. Score is multiplied by .5 by total hits. Yep. You strike out the second you miss you receive no multiplier, but still earn points for impacts. You can pull up stumps after however many impacts you receive, a 0.5 multiply on total hits. Okay. Yeah, I think I get that.
1: Okay. All
2: right, so formula is total impacts plus total impacts times 0.5.
1: Yeah, multiplication first. So total impacts times 0.5 plus the total impacts. Right, or otherwise known as total impacts times one point five. Yes, I was yep. good at algebra. <laughs> or I think he's, what he's getting
3: at is you lose the extra; it only becomes worth one point. Yeah, if so basically, you, if, if you if you miss one, if you, of you your don't shots.
1: strike out. You're a, you're at a one one and a half points per per impact versus one point per yeah. impact.
2: Yeah, so pretty well. Shooter must know their limit and declare to receive the multiplier bonus on the impacts. A miss shot res- removes the multiplier opportunity, mm-hmm. and impact number. Is the only score
1: right? So, so the idea is to take away the zero out of the uh, the K W L mm. if you miss, but you just miss the benefit. Um, it's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah. Does he say what size target? No. Yeah. Um, no, just eleven hundred yards. uh to be around one target.
2: What was it? Small house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: Maybe an apartment size. Yeah.
1: So uh, all sorts of uh, interesting ideas there. Uh, well thank you for everyone who uh, who did put in uh, put in suggestions. It's fantastic to uh, so, to see so many options and there as I said, there, there was another sort of half a dozen options that were, were much more around the physical side of things. Any favorites are we still on the same favorites Andy what, what's your uh, what's your most interesting one?
2: I might go the bull'seye target at 700 meters uh, by David Taylor.
1: Okay. Bullseye target seven hundred meters, righto. And they're getting different points for different sizes. Bronte, still, still with your favourite.
3: I probably do think the loophole one is the most
0: the interesting one still, but
3: the using different
1: the fingers, fingers, fingers is also. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's got a vote.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. the fingers one's probably my close second now. That's right. the man likes fingering. Got it. <laughs> and
1: uh, <laughs> and I still say we use the thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, gotcha, understood. Um, we'll chat later. I think that's an interesting one. The only thing for me of why that uh, that's not my favourite is I don't I don't see the significant practicality of, of that stage. But it's got two votes, so let's go with that. We'll nice. pick that one in. So Robbie, well done, mate. You got a hat on its way to you. What um, it was my favourite. It was now now I've forgotten. It was too long ago. Did we set it? It's not in the list in front of me. It's uh, it, it was on Instagram, I reckon. No, I'm going to back Paul on the novelty, the hundred meter one with the limited time. That, I think that was my favorite. This I like those stages, so mm. I'm, I'm heavily biased towards that. But two of you guys said the fingers, so uh, so spirit. Well, it was actually got two seconds, didn't it? Or it was, was, his, was that your first? It, it was his new favorite. It was my new favorite. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. you've got a sort of a second vote to it, so. Uh, it has, a, it it's has got one and a half votes. It's got a, a vote and a half. Yeah. Winning by had half had the multiplier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did, didn't miss it all. His uh, spirit fingers, Robbie uh, Gallo. <laughs> so uh, good job, mate. We'll get that out to you there. Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, now that we've, uh, we've spent most of the episode talking about competition <laughs> stages that might never get run, um, <laughs> we will... Spotlighting—you guys have all been spotlighting recently, so I thought it's probably about time we, uh, we we do an episode again on spotlighting because it's probably out of out of all—not maybe counting uh, quantity of rounds, but purely in terms of maybe time spent—we've probably got majority uh, experience in spotlighting. I think for the amount of hours we've, we've mm. done it over over the years, so. Um, Perhaps let's just uh, kick off. You, you're you the new one in the room. Tell us the, the rig you're running, and we'll go through sort of what your, your com, you know, everyone's current spotlighting rig setup is. Uh, um, okay. I know yours changed tonight, but tell us what you were using and maybe um, some of the tweaks you've done to it. Well,
0: yeah, I've got the, the Howell 1500 223, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't get used a whole lot, but I tend to use the twenty two or the shotgun the most out of mm-hmm. yep. cause just because you know, chuck a couple couple of lads on the back of the Ute and shotgun you are pretty hard to miss normally. Um, oh, there's ways, oh, but there is yeah. ways. There's there's the, there is, there there is ways, ways. And, and admittedly, it is an Adler. And the last time I went out, one of the guys put the ammunition in backwards somehow, <laughs> up the feed tube. <laughs> so what? that's a unique way. Of so missing. I don't know. Yeah, it's good, <laughs> wow. I don't know how he managed to do that.
1: <laughs> that's my favourite stage. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah. Normally just a twenty two and the the shotgun. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. Very good. What twenty two are you running? Or are you just um, I
0: did buy another new one, but I haven't run that yet. But okay. it was just a Savage B-22, I think. Moving on. Moving yeah, on, pretty right. much. Moving on. It was the first gun. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I'm assuming you took a shower every time sh- you put it away. Yeah, pretty
1: well, now, what, you've replaced it now. So now, now you can, uh, you've replaced it with? Lithgo LA-101. LA-101. Nothing wrong with those. Like, good. Very good. Andy, hmm. what about you, mate? What's your go-to rig?
2: Yeah, so I'm running a uh, Rem 700 223 d yep. uh, With a yeah varmint sort of profile. Yep. Um, and I took it off the Tupperware and put a, a MDT ESS chassis mm-hmm. nice. in it. Yep. So I was sort of uh, setting it up as a training rifle for PRS, um, but it also works. Yeah, real well spotlighting. lighting. Yeah. A um, little bit heavier, but it's it's still solid. And um, got a yeah Vortex Gen 2. That's yep. the one. Yeah. On top. Um, and my 22, I've just got a Bushnell. No, not a Bushnell. That's not a rifle. <laughs> what have I got? <laughs> I've got a Bushnell Rimfire scope on it. It okay. is a Ruger American 22.
1: <laughs> Glad you got I'll there. get
2: there. <laughs> Long day.
1: <laughs> I, I can tell. It's all right, Brody What about what's in your mix?
3: Uh, generally, it's either the 243, the Ticker um, mm-hmm. 243 with a Steiner on the top, or. Uh, the 204, which is also a ticker again, um, and that's got a Zeiss on it that seems to work pretty well for me.
1: Okay, very good. Yeah, well, I'm uh, the one, and I haven't used it for a while because I think last time I took a comp gun, last two times I took comp guns out because uh, just that's what I had um, at the time. But anyway, the uh, it's a 22-50 REM 700 on its third barrel in a Manners uh, chassis, not chassis stock, that, that's what they make stocks. I don't remember the model of that one, it was one of the uh, earlier ones. And there's no glass on that. That was running a Zeiss die range for a long time, which was an excellent scope, which is like a really sort of – it's a, Vi- a Zeiss victory level uh, optics, but it had a rangefinder in it. Mm. And that was nice. very much cheating because you would – it's not it's not like a, a Burris Eliminator or anything like that. It's lines where you press the thing and it tells you where to hold it. It, was, it would just give you the distance to whatever your target was. But it was a really – probably still the quickest rangefinder I've used where you, you tap it and this number comes up almost instantly. Yep. And – and that was, you know, enough to be able to sort of hold the right position and away you go and yep. smack the thing down. But the the optics were just awesome. You know, yeah. I, I dealt with a very, very average reticle and not the ability to dial mm. the uh, the scope because it was just so clear I could mm. see everything. So uh, that was that was good, but I have since moved that on. My my intention was to replace it with the Viper PST three 3- mm. to fifteen. But um, might uh, might actually swing towards an Arkin 4 to 16. The, the optics are pretty darn close between yep. those two, and it's a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll just uh, we'll see. We'll see next time. I actually need to go. Yeah. Actually, I think I think just just quietly don't tell anyone. But I think I might be going spotlighting in a couple of weeks. Very nice. good. Nice. nice. With, Very nice. Uh, with some guys, so that could be good. So maybe I have to put some glass on there. I mm. might probably end up putting the razor on there, but I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That'll do the trick. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was good. Now, a big question that's uh, common with. Earth, oh, look, I don't know if it's still common. It mm-hmm. was common back when I was spotlighting a lot. HID or halogen opti- uh, uh, spotlights. Mm. Mm. Rondi? Mm. I
3: run HID, but I run the light force one that is, I think it's the 2300 Kelvin light. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a, a, warmer. a yellower, warmer Yep. looking light, and I think I run a 55-watt, one of those. Sure. Um, not the horrible stark blue, wash all the colour out, no contrast HIDs that you get off of eBay for $27 and yep. can you catch really? fire if you're lucky. You can. Oh, pretty pretty cheap and nasty, some of them. Yeah, but I Or bet. bang good if you're desperate.
1: Okay, that's all right. Huge, what about yourself, man? Admittedly, I've got an eBay... HID
0: um for $27 wasn't $27 it was about nah, 60 bucks. Yeah. You got so, ripped. Yeah. You got much. one and a half price, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to run that if I'm vehicle based. Other than that I use the uh, Olight Javelot Pro oh, yeah. oh. um
1: setup. Just on top of the gun, which works really well. And and what sort of level of like, how much are you vehicle based? Because for some reason, like I just say spotlighting, and I just assume everyone is in a car. But you're right; it's not bound to it. Depends if I can walk. get a mate with a four drive to come out with me.
0: <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> gotcha. um, other than yeah, other than that, I'm walking. Yeah. So, which s- sucks, but still get it done. Effective? Yeah, hmm. still still get it done. So. Yeah,
1: nice. So we'll circle back on that point actually. Yeah.
2: Andy. I think I'm. No, I'm pretty sure we've got a HID. And it's not a bright blue one, it's more of just a crisper white, but we do have a second uh, halogen, I think, for when they're in closer. So oh, yeah. we might use the HID to spot something out real far yep. and then turn the lights off, drive up and then mm. flick to the other one. I haven't really noticed a difference with them like running or, or getting afraid of them. Yeah, it's Um, more everything just looks grey or everything looks
3: blue. That's what I... doesn't get that contrast. Yeah, you lose the the contrast. You lose a bit of depth perception as well, I find. Mm. Yeah. And I also find I get a headache as well. Yeah, okay. I find it's harder on my eyes. Yeah. It's not all the whiskey from the day before. I'm (laughs) not going to rule that part out as well, (laughs) but it it just makes it worse. Gotcha. (laughs) It adds to the problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do know that like once... Whatever you're going after, like turns and runs, the, mm-hmm. the HID you can see it for a lot longer as it's running though.
3: Oh, right. oh it pumps more light out there, yeah. and that's 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 what I'm found. What the HID I'm using provides that nice intermediate balance because the problem with halogen is it does lack a bit of light unless you go Real crazy punchy. high watch yeah. wattages and, uh, and that
1: chews through some uh, some power. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: It gets pretty hot too. Um, I've seen a few cables and cars melt because of it. Yep. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> had um, that experience huge yep yeah
0: what, what happened <laughs> oh yeah just I think it was another cheap eBay one and it just got real hot and next thing you know there's a bit of smoke coming under the bonnet and <laughs> it's like oh oops <laughs> yeah I've seen a bonnet like liner catch on fire I didn't think they were meant oh, to really? burn but
3: apparently they do yeah. <laughs> they get hot enough
1: <laughs> oh dear that's well,
3: concerning yeah not great no <laughs> <laughs> got out pretty quick okay,
2: yep who put <laughs> this nail in the fuse holder <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: at least it wasn't a 22 round <laughs> Not that they fit or anything. <laughs> so you often do hear yeah guys talking about the HIDs being too bright for animals, mm. and 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 they seem to be afraid of it or scared and stuff. And that's not been my experience. i, I like you, Bronte. I've run much warmer HIDs, but also my tendency is when you're lighting up whatever you're doing, yeah, you put it straight in No, you, you often yeah. you often try and keep them on the edge of it. it's um, yep. been my experience, and that's that's worked really yep. really well. Yeah. One of
3: the tips that I picked up from a pro roo shooter was. When you've got game works with whether it's ruse for culling or harvesting or whatever, or um, foxes do the same. If you've got something actually running in a direction, put don't hold the light on them while they're running. Put the light maybe thirty or forty meters in front of them. Yep. And they'll if they're not depending how f- level of frightened they are, but if they're not too frightened, they'll generally stop
1: prior to just yeah. on
3: the edge of the light I, stop close enough. you can still see him and you can still get the job done and yeah they just sort of pulls them up on the edge of the lights quite right. it works more often I, than not
1: I, yeah i've got no scientific basis uh, to to prove that but in my limited personal experience um i've found that uh, as well and and Remember particular examples, but you know, you've got a number of uh, various animals running across, and I had, yeah, the light 30, 40, 50 meters, and it was just doing up and down. Mm, it was just yeah. up and down on it, and they just wouldn't seem to cross it. They just stopped prior to it. Mm. Um, it's interesting to hear that that's not just, uh, just an nah. owl. Another one experience. that I have heard, I haven't actually tested it myself. Oh, here comes um, all the stories. I was, I was waiting for this moment. Let's,
3: uh, but on the yeah. same sort of principle, was basically a guy.
1: Speculation had time. Two spotlights
3: mounted. Yep. With a, a dark spot in between them. Yep. So you had the, basically the two spotlights and a little dead patch in between. Yeah. And then you basically hold the dead patch on them, and they wouldn't go left or right, and they'd stand there <laughs> and, look and you'd go, "Shit, which way do I go?" <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Right, so what you really need is four, yeah. <laughs> it's four lights, and just get them right in the centre, and then have a, a that's actually mounted onto the end of your barrel. Oh, she's so, now we're getting a bit. heavy. Okay. <laughs> 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 buddy, stuff hanging onto that on the back of your. Ear. Get a bit heavy, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. In the sure wind. Just, just oh, Gatling gun or something,
3: right? Well, now we're talking <laughs> <laughs> turret-mounted fifty BMG. Why not?
1: Sounds cheap. Yeah, what about you, mate? Any any uh, techniques or advice that you've worked or, or magically heard is amazing.
0: No, it's just similar to the the leaving the light slightly behind them or sorry in front of them, yep. so that they don't they don't cross, don't cross yeah. as much, or okay. give it a, give it a bit of a like a bit of a wiggle and a bit yep. of a they can't kind of get confused or something. I don't know what all the old moon arcs over the top to get the fox to look up at you so you can pick up his eyes. Yep.
1: What about yelling at foxes? You guys done much with that?
3: No, but bleeding like a sheep works surprisingly well.
1: Bleeding? Oh, bleating. I thought you said bleeding like a sheep. I'm oh, like, that probably worked. If too that's, though, that's happened, that's that. probably a bit late. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, bleeding like a sheep. Bleeding yeah.
1: like a sheep. Yeah, yep. it's an old incol. Have
3: you got trick, an example? Oh, no. Hell no. Let's Incol's start. the chief bleater. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should we call
1: it? Oh, it's probably yeah, a bit late. probably a bit late. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we'll it, it works, though. I'll, it does. I'll... Yeah. That's all right. Jordan, Jordan's the. Uh, the Got all the all He's the noises. The shake and bake man. Yeah, well that's Dan yeah. really. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, the the noises I've, I've heard all sorts of abuse yelled at foxes, and they often will uh, will stop and turn around and, and you know that's... what did you call me? <laughs> and, and Not a good life that, decision. <laughs> that is the moment that you uh, you make. You usually get one mm. one little look back. What about you, Andy? Some tips and tricks of spotlighting. Not too much on the light side of it. More of the spot. Well, Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, he's gone now. He's
2: gone. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, was, on. I was thinking about: um, Do you guys use any filters, <laughs> like red or green filters, on your lights?
1: Oh, good call. Cool. Mm.
0: No. No. <laughs> no. Okay.
2: No?
3: I bought a red filter. I used a red filter for half of a night, then threw it out the window. That was back in the halogen days. I was going to say, was that halogen? Yeah.
1: Because I have used, I've used both ex- and red extensively, mm. Um, mm. but they're always on HRDs. So one night I went out with, uh, with Badco, the man himself, and uh, this is pre-thermal days for him. So it was back in the day when he was using a poor man's scope like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And we were out and it, it was just that time of the year, everything was on heat, uh, including him. But that's a different story for a different <laughs> podcast. Uh, so he, he shot a fox on the job and uh, couldn't work it out. He was moving weird and then we worked out afterwards why it was moving weird. But, um, but what we were finding is all these foxes were paired up and and they would they would not come to calls, which was our normal trick, was you know, sit up on a on a ridgeline somewhere or hilltop and, and just start calling and watch them come in and knock them off. No response. We could see them that they were there, nothing. So we're like, all right, let's try and get a bit closer. We get a bit closer and a bit closer and a bit closer. And they wouldn't move so much until, you know, we we got close enough in and then, then they were gone. I'm like, okay, okay, let's change tack. Let's let's go red filters on these things. And we were able to Drive the car to, hundred meters. Yeah, you know, right. we were like yeah. stupidly close, mm. where the the light wasn't throwing them off. Obviously, no, they were they were pretty distracted by each other. Mm. But in that scenario, we found red filters <laughs> where we just and it, as soon as you took red filter off, trying to do it with white light, couldn't do it. You know, they're hundred meters and they were they were just you know, they were off. But um, that was a that was huge revelation. Um, anyway, we we hit this property fairly regularly, and and uh, after a little while they got used to red,
0: mm. so we
1: changed to green and we were back on it and we mm-hmm. were able to you know, get, get back in. And we found that – so we re- really discovered it that during that, that breeding weekend or what it? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we found it on that particular weekend uh, and so when we went back though we, we still utilised the red filters and they, they certainly netted really good results until the point we found – uh, that we changed over to green. Now green was wasn't as good a light. It was mm. a harder light to shoot under. Mm. Um, but when it got really tricky, we put the green on for a while, and we did that for maybe a few months, and then we went back to red, and, and we were good to go again. Mm. So just just obviously the the population cycles mm. through and. We were helping with that and uh, you, you also, I guess, you know, what they get used to in a, in a period of time. And, and so red and green filters, but particularly red, um, was, a, was a really good balance. But you have to punch some serious light yeah. through it to make mm. it really effective. Used a lot of red filters um, on, on small properties, a lot of fire sort of stuff, yep. even just walking around, like you had yep. been mm-hmm. doing usually, where, where really, you know, when they're used to it, and it really gets to that point where you put the light on and they're gone. Yeah, you're mm. lucky. Uh, there, something's around here. Lights on and it's off. Yep. Uh, the red filter usually will take that that yeah, edge off. Okay. Yeah. So nice. that's been that's been my experience anyway. It's one of the the, the few things we we were wowed by. It's mm. Really, really mm. effective.
2: Yeah, just mm. cause when I've I've got a torch mounted to mine. If I'm on the, with the twenty two looking for for bunnies, and yeah, yep. I use the red filter on that one, but never on a HOD. Yep. Yeah, Spot loading that's all.
1: Yeah. yeah be worth, uh, might be worthwhile. Mm. What about walking around? Bronte, have you done much? I'm, I'm guessing no. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you looked at me then. Walk? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, nah, mate, i got a car. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's My, right. Actually,
3: sorry, I have done some spotlighting under a torch, but it was shooting um, pigeons out of a... Pigeons with a shotgun. Oh, it's at hard night. to
1: drive around a shed. Yeah. Yeah, out of a shed. That was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. And. Yeah. Well, what about the healthy young lads who both uh, walk around and shoot? You, you, what, what does a night look like for you? Spotlighting, doing that. You cover a lot of ground. Or yeah,
0: or? I don't mind a walk. So, yeah. I, and I get keen, and I just kind of go, yeah, I'm out here to shoot, so I'm just going to keep going and going until I fall over, pretty much. But yeah, it's normally just the Javelet Pro on top of the yep. the 22 and I've got the 223 normally strapped to the back on a backpack or something for yeah, in right. case the Fox or something's a bit too far out for the 22. Mm. What
1: well, um, happens then? So if you've got a one light strap, you just take the light off the 22 and you can clip it onto your 223 quickly? Yeah, or
0: hold it on the side of the stock kind of <laughs> and juggle <laughs> just, it, juggle it and just... just make it work. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, um, okay. I do have a little handheld cheap eBay spotlight as well yep. um, that comes in handy
1: from time to time. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and how do you, do you know sort of how far you would cover over a course of an evening walking? Uh, the furthest
0: I've done is about fifteen k. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, fair way. So solid effort. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And 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 what sort of like do you get a fox for the night? Or, or I mean, I know it varies, of course. But yeah, you know, do you you see? Do you hit more if you're in the vehicle? Do you like because you can cover more yeah, ground? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Okay. And it's easy to get up on them a bit quicker as well. Yeah. Um, especially if they drop over a ridgeline mm. or something. Mm.
1: Do you find yourself playing like playing games with them of you know, you know where they are and so being able to sort of double back on because you're on foot, you're yep. a bit less intimidating? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, okay. That would be mm. fun, I reckon. I mean it's fun doing that in a vehicle you know where you, you're sort of knowing the paddocks and you being able yeah, to mm. like, go through. I remember learning that with the guy, Tom Eckert, you guys know, Anyway, um, Tom knew his properties really well and he would drive for us and, and you know, he'd, he'd we'd be chasing this fox and then he'd, like, just turn a hard right and go back into two paddocks over. We're like, where are you going, man? He's like, trust me. He'd come all the way around and then bang, you know, like 300 metres away and this fox pops up. You're like. <laughs> It's the same damn fox, yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he just, you know, obviously knows what their their habits are and knows their property and and it's, uh you know, amazing to see that. But I imagine that's uh some ways easier on, uh, yeah, on definitely because uh, they don't they don't sort of uh, run off quite so far. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Andy, with walking around? Or you just walk to the car and back, is that what you?
2: Yeah, that's about it, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do a little bit um, maybe before we head out for the night just walk around the property, like closer to the, the house or, mm-hmm. or the back sheds, you know, the shearing shed or whatever like that, walk yep. around a bit with um, the 22 and um, they'll only go for about half an hour or an hour and then we go out on the car and then come back and I might do another lap around then. That's about it. Yeah, not nothing too serious but just looking for the, the odd little thing that's hanging around the house.
0: Yeah, nice. So mm. what sort of battery life do you get out of your your light If I've got it on solid – you're probably looking a couple of hours. Yeah, okay. But you're kind of switching it on and off and dimming it and stuff. You can get like six hours out of it. Yeah, right. Um, which is pretty good. And I do have two batteries for it. So that always helps as well. So. Yep. And, and the range? On full, you can get close to a
1: K. Yeah, right. So you can like, see you, eyes you, you,
0: you, you can't. You probably can't identify a whole lot out that far, but you can kind of see it. Something it, it going. going on. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, like you can pick, like you <laughs> it's can pick, like It's a bloody pick, long way. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely pick out tree lines and stuff for that kind of distance. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Wow. That's, yeah. Because that's, that's going to be the thing. Obviously, everyone's
3: talked about the halogen and the HID, but sure, it won't be too far away until we're LEDs. LED so spotlights. Because, mm, you know, yeah. you look at LED light bars. Mm. There's not too many people running around with HID lights anymore because the LED light bar is just next level.
1: Mm. Okay. But I haven't kept up with the <laughs> lights on vehicles since driving a van. It's not really high priority. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. The other question I was going to throw to you guys was about some of those little spotlighting hacks, those little things that you, you know, maybe a particular item, product, or invention, or things you've done that has paid dividends. Any, anything come to mind, Huge?
0: I made my own roof mount for my spotlight. Oh, yeah. Because I think Lightforce sell one and they're like oh, yeah. 500 bucks. I've made mine for about 20 bucks Was yeah. um, it a staple gun
1: and a strap? Not, not, not quite that bad. <laughs> okay. but okay.
0: No, it was literally a bit of tube from Bunnings and yep. some randomly found these magnetic mounts for lo, uh, light bars on oh eBay yeah. and just bought two of those and then mount, mounted the bar to that and then bought a uh, power beam yep. swivel thing yep. and just mounted it to that and that works a treat. Yeah, mm. Nice. Yeah, nice.
1: So, those power beam handles were always, were yeah. always killer. Yeah,
3: yeah the, the power beam handles are better than the light force. Yeah. I, I find them more comfortable
1: because my rig was mounted in the roof. Yep. I'll tell you what, that was, uh, I, I put off doing that for years and years yeah. and years and then went ahead and did it. Should have done it years before. It was, yeah. uh, that was so good being able to have the, uh, the handle through the roof, the light through the roof. And uh, mm. used to spotlight a lot with Dutchie back then. And, and it was just windows up. Coffees in hand, aircon on. Mate, it it wasn't hunting. It was just a luxurious (laughs) drive and then we'd kill something. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any other hacks? Um,
2: Yeah, I I found up on the back of the U. if you're cruising around with a bit of speed and it's cold, your eyes start watering and that sort of stuff. So I usually wear just your clear safety glasses. Mm I don't know if anyone else does that. Oh,
1: Yeah. yeah done yeah. that in the past yeah. yeah absolutely and 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 especially going through like bugs and that sort yeah. of stuff oh, yeah, oh, yeah. copping a bug in the out the eye yep not fun at 40ks and no, that's it yeah
2: and i definitely use all my prs bags eh? like <laughs> i definitely take all them game
3: changers are pretty handy if you're on yeah. the back game of the game change year. is super good yeah. Mm. yeah even out the window mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah my my main thing was i learned to shoot left-handed yeah yep, yep. yep. and that's and i've do I feel quite very comfortable shooting left-handed because I do most of my spotlighting by myself mm-hmm. so I'd drive and shoot so I got the light force mount yep. the you know the iron rest thingy that sticks out the yep. side and I probably would take maybe 75 percent of my shots left-handed spotlighting yeah okay because yeah. it's just there and it's easier mm. rather than trying to twist around and contort you can kind of then you don't have to change the vehicle's direction as much so you're quicker to get time mm. on target and yeah
1: I remember actually that first uh, PRI and you came out and, and dominated this stage where you had to shoot right hand and, and left handed. And everyone's like, what what is going on? And you, you told the story about how you spotlight and how you sort of learnt to do that and force yourself to do it. And it's paid dividends.
3: Oh, it's, it's a good skill to have. And yeah. that's where some people know when they sh- like have difficulty and don't use, if they swap shoulders, but they'll yeah. keep the same trigger hand. But yeah. for me, it sort of swap made everything. sense swap everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Mm. Or the
0: um, the pool noodle, cut that in half oh, yes. and put that over the window. Yeah. And then you've got a good rest as well. Yeah. Yep. That works quite well.
1: That worked. Sean Milner, STS, ages ago, when he first got his 3D printer, he printed up these cup holders that had bullet holders in them. So you put this, uh, I've got it somewhere, but yeah, it makes you, sense. you've got this cup holder and you put in your, your, your cup, re- cup rest. Cup. Cup holder, I guess. And you put this, you got this cup, and put that in there, and then it just had would have all these holes in it, and you could put your ammo in there, so that you know, as you and we often didn't run a lot of magazine fed because you want a smooth bottom uh, on it, um, so we didn't run too many magazines, or they were sort of flush magazines, and so having extra rounds on hand was really really Mm. convenient, and so being able to grab a, you know, grab a couple of topped up. Rounds from there, rather than trying to dig through an ammo box. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was good. Although I did find in the Hilux, uh, in the center console, the um, the you know the lift the what is that area called? I don't know. The armresty bit on yeah. the armrest. Yeah, you lift the armrest out, and and that in there, if you took out whatever whatever came with, would fit perfectly. One RM 100 from MTM. So you take nice. the lid off that, you take the armrest, unscrew that, and take that off, and it would just sit there with a hundred rounds. It was <laughs> nice. uh, that was just built for it, perfect yep. for it. So um, that was a good little trick. And then we uh, we did actually an, an installing a sound system into the car that was not just to play music. It was uh, animal calls. Yeah, yeah, animal calls. So we'd have a plug-in for your phone, um, and then we'd have. Uh, uh, speaker attachments built in. You put your speakers, mount them on, some suction cups under the front and these big siren, you know, big, big loudspeakers and uh, drive along just playing calls. And so we you know, we were at the point where we just, we'd just we be driving along playing something, just looking for eyes and there'd be a flash of eyes and you'd everything, kill everything off. Everything goes quiet, dark and everything. You're like, okay, let's line everything up, get ready here and start calling. Yeah. And just, just mm. you know, go. we'd move to manual at that point and just, just manually call it in. Yeah. It was very effective. Very hmm. effective. Yep. we end up with 50-something foxes one night. Well, it's well, uh, good, night <laughs> it's good night out. Good night out. It was a great night out. Yeah. Very good. Any other advice, tips, <laughs> stories? Stay stories, warm. If you've got any Wear story. gloves. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. I agree. Get someone who knows how to drive properly. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't see an animal and slow down. <sighs> go faster.
1: Well, it depends on. Style. Yeah, it depends on your
2: style, though. It does you know, a bit, but uh, yeah, <laughs> and the paddock condition and oh.
0: paddock condition. You can always fix a fence, though. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: I, I, most
3: of my I've done very little shotgun chasing. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Spotlighting or, and a high ninety percent of my shooting mm. in that spotlighting environment's all been long range or moderate range with a rifle. Well, yeah. And we're, it's just that.
1: Yeah. We had A bit of an accident one one time out, and and that put us off chasing, um, and uh, just hit something uh, that we weren't expecting to be there, and uh, we managed to get the car airborne. Um, Ooh, it's not a nice feeling. No, it was not, especially a you know, big heavy Hilux, and uh, we cleared about seven meters and uh, in the air, and then landed. Uh, fortunately, everyone was fine um, eventually, but um, we after that we uh, we really you know really focused on you know. We see something cool. Let's angle towards it and kill everything. Then turn the lights back on and bang, uh, put it down. And mm. But yep.
3: I do completely agree about having a driver that knows how to do oh one yep. hundred percent. Because yeah. your success and failure is so much driven by the driver itself. Because yep. you know they don't put you in a position where you can, they see a fox and you point the car straight at the fox. and say, Oh, that's fantastic! You've got a light in your way. If you've got to send them out of light or if you're shooting from the front seat of the passenger seat, you're like, well, that's great. There's a windscreen in my way. <laughs>
4: <laughs> totally,
1: yeah. and you I know. think that I think that extends to the light operator as well. True. Like yeah. Often, mm. often, particularly early days, you'd put the least experienced person on the light because you're like, oh, well, I've got the gun, so you know that's that's important. And then, mm. and then, you know, you've got the shotgun because you're probably the you know second most good at shooting, um, with especially with vocabulary like that. Mm. And then whoever you know whoever was was left over was on the light. And I tell you what, you, you learn pretty quickly. That that's you get someone good on mm. light and andrew noble is really good on on light and uh yeah you get someone like that and they're actually able to adjust the the um mm-hmm. what's the that beam. the beam the
3: divergence of the
1: beam yeah yep. um the parabola is that the anyway whatever it is parabolic lens parabolic yeah. lens that's what that's the word i'm looking for yeah panoramic Focus no. anyway, um so you can actually adjust the uh, just that, and being able to utilize all those things mm. to really mm. make it work. Mm. And you you will, you will see more. You will be your light will be much more consistent on it. And when mm. you're sweeping side to side, it's not doing this thing. Yeah, which is so often. You
3: but it's, it's also just a, that experience as well. If you've yeah. got someone that's uh, done a lot of shooting themselves. Yep. they'll be able to see where the person with the gun is. They're fumbling around for a magazine. They won't be holding the light straight on the fox because yeah. the fox is going to go, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not hanging around here. <laughs> no. They'll yep. go. But if the yeah, fox doesn't mean yeah. spooked yet, you, you take the light off it and sort mm. of wave it in the air or move it or while you're buying that person a bit of time to get themselves organised, it makes for a much smoother. Mm.
1: Mm. And, and they're not calling as many rocks. Like oh, some, oh no, it's not um, that's a rock. Rock, that's spider eyes. Yeah, what twenty meters in front?
4: <laughs>
1: quails. Did, quails did have bad. a oh quails. Saw a, saw a guy uh, land on a quail. He uh, he caught a quail. Yeah, right. you know, one of the, sure. the drivers, is his property. and He's like, watch this, and okay, no worries. And he got out and you stalked it in and came in from the other side. And then his finishing move, he would sort of stand dead straight, pull his body all the way in. And then he'd like uh, he'd have his hands around his face, and he would just drop, and just this this perfect drop onto his hands with the quail in his hands. Never seen anything like it, and uh, oh. and, and he caught the quail every time. Wow. Every time he did it, yeah. It was, I don't, I don't, it's a skill that's not useful at all. But,
3: um, uh, it would be if you're really hungry for quails.
1: Okay, I'll take everything back. Yeah, no, it's probably the most useful skill you could possibly have. You if know, you're starving in a zombie apocalypse, yep. where the quails having only quails, gone zombie. <laughs> 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 only quails, useless <You> <laughs> everything, quails is fine. <laughs> right, terrible in bird flu then. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, terrible.
1: Yeah, good, good. <laughs> All right, any uh, any other stories to tell?
2: Don't get bogged.
1: Not looking for advice. <laughs> oh. I need a st- want a story from you.
3: Yeah, actually. Yeah, mindful of rabbit warrens, don't drive over them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't drive Solid. over a rabbit warren. It's, it sounds really simple and anyone that's driven over a rabbit warren will go, yeah, don't drive over a rabbit warren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But some people haven't learned that message.
1: True. Yeah. I
2: don't know. I just try um, – I guess especially when you're up there with a, a couple of new people or people you haven't been out with a couple of times, just real – muzzle direction awareness and and Mm -hmm. state of firearms, Mm -hmm. like whether they're going from, you know, they've had a loaded shotgun and then they're like, no, we're not going to chase this one, put that down and then pull out a rifle and it's like, well, hang on.
3: What's the deal
1: with that
2: shotgun? you got that just lying there.
3: and Also people getting in and out of the car as well. If you've got, you know, someone spectating from the front seat or want to get out to open a gate or something like that, it's really that communication with the people. With the firearms in the back and the driver yep. and yep. everyone talking to each other.
0: Yeah, I've got a bit of a rule. If anyone's out of the car, no shooting at all. Even if you're shooting. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. 180 right.
1: degrees behind. Yeah.
3: And um, that's, yeah, we'll just simple similar things
1: like that. That's mm, definitely a quick way to ruin a night. It's a really good point to bring up. How do you guys run your uh, firearm discipline during that? You've obviously got that that particular rule. Any other rules to mention, Huge? what What about when you're by yourself? Do you are you bolt closed on 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 an empty chamber, on a loaded chamber, or what's your...
0: Well, the gun on the back's normally loaded, empty chamber, bolt closed. Yep. Um, the one I'm carrying is normally um, loaded, bolt open. Yep. So okay. just if I see something, just a quick... Bolt up. Yep. Bolt up mm. and bang, hopefully.
1: mm mm-hmm. Anyone got any difference to that?
0: I sometimes run
3: loaded chamber decocked. Oh, yeah. pretty standard. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, the muzzle's always pointing in a safe direction. It's out the window, yep. you're in the middle of nowhere... Yeah. You know, if there were people sitting on the back of the vehicle or something like that, and you'd review that. But if I'm by myself, yeah, then that's how I'd typically yeah. operate. Yeah,
1: yeah. When I used to shoot with Dutchie a lot, we were was uh, bolt closed on an empty chamber, but still subject to as though it was live. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's how we would keep them so that we were comfortable holding them. But you would still treat it in, in no different way than than yep. if that gun was live. You would mm. still treat it the same.
2: Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah, closed on and empty, and yep. um, that's about it. If you've got like a break action shotty, you just break it, break pull it, them out, yeah. And it's, yep. it's there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. It's, take take it back for shotties. It was always open, open yep. or or closed. If it was closed, it was it was. Hot. It was on. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And that was pretty much as soon as uh, as soon as you would see. I used to hold my my shotgun uh, with you know with the right hand um, under under the break and the thumbs on the shells. Mm. So there, yep. was, there was ammo in there, but my thumb was. The interference, yep. uh, and then as soon as you saw something, close it up and away we went.
2: Your thumb was the pinch point. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Any particular reason you went for a two o four, and you went for a two two three, and that sort of thing? Well, like you know, uh, the sort of calibers we chose.
0: For me, the two two three was probably availability of ammo mm-hmm. and cost wise and I think because being a relatively new shooter, I didn't want something too big, like a 270 or something that would probably mm. possibly scare me or put me off a bit. Um, but, yeah, that's that's probably why. Yep. And I feel like, you know, you can still shoot quite comfortably out to 300 metres with that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I went the 204. Um, prior to that, that we had a um, 17 Remington. Okay. Yeah. We had one of those and that was sensational on foxes. Um but the problem with that, it was like a 25 grain projectile doing like 4,000 and something feet mm-hmm. per second. Mm-hmm. And it would literally hit a blade of grass and explode. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it's just, the most frustrating thing. There's a fox, you can see it. And then nothing happened because it hit a twig. Uh, well, that's <laughs> no good. Um, and then, yeah, got rid of that fairly quickly because um, yep. it gave us the shits. And then got the 204. And the rationale behind the 204 was if they're set up right, they're inherently accurate. Um, so I know some people have had trouble with them with twist rates and bits and pieces, but if they're set up right, they are inherently accurate and um, they're flat and fast. So it was effectively, there's no dialing, no anything. It's literally, if you can see it, put the crosshairs on it. Yep. And pull the trigger. It's as simple as it gets for spotlighting. And it was, you know, primarily targeting around your foxes and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, nice. Yep. Oh yeah, uh, two, t- uh, 22 because it was one better than two two three. three. That's true. fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, I liked it because it, yeah, you had a little bit more of a flatter yep. uh, trajectory, a little bit further out, and um, and it was uh, it was a second hand gun when I bought it, and it came up really good price and all, all that sort of thing, and uh, mm. I ran with it. it good. I've, I've, I've i mean I've spotlighted with I've got a one seven fireball. I'm spotlighted with two to threes. Used a 204 I think once or twice hmm. uh, and 308s. And used to run that fair bit for some strange reason. <laughs> Poor bugger. Yeah, uh, 276.5. I think think most things I've, I'm sure we've had a 338 lap who are out. Once when we were spotlighting just for... Running out of ammo and everything else. just, just yeah. no, more, more just because the fact that we needed to do that at some point in life. I've
3: got to say, though, yeah. a 300 wind mag with a 110-gram projectile on <laughs> a rabbit at about 140 metres is sensational. It's it is um, it's something else. <laughs> you can't find it, but you sure as hell can smell it. It's <laughs> <laughs> because half
1: of it's gone up your nose. Says, boom! In, in yeah, it's oh, it's dear. awesome. <laughs> oh, fantastic!
2: Everyone's got to do that at least once.
1: Andy, mm-hmm. what about you? Why did you why did you get what you two to three? Are oh, you yeah. bought it as a training gun for you?
2: Yeah, well, it was one of the early gun that I got. Yeah, and I went for price, just bulk ammo. You're going to find it anywhere. It's just reliable and Mm. cost effective.
1: sensible, Very good. Well, gents, I think we shall leave it there. We've certainly covered all sorts of things, guys. Uh, we'll have to think of another competition because that, uh, that went really well. So, um, mm. But we want to hear uh, – maybe we should take the uh, HID halogen. Oh, that's yeah. that's, a, that's well, an old yeah, argument, or, isn't
3: it? Or if anyone's had any – LEDs. LED yeah, tell us or, what you're doing with LEDs. Because obviously there's a guy years and years ago trying to push them. Mm-hmm. He's trying to say his 10-watt LED was going to be better than a 100-watt HID, which was – Amusing, um, <laughs> but,
1: but things progress.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, they are pretty. LEDs are pretty good, and you can also get some really interesting um, lot ranges with, of colours in them as well. Yeah, you do a lot more with beams mm. now than, than well. Ago. I mean, You're, we have a spotlight under LED when the main to- when main light broke, I and mean, we actually used like LED the X twenty LED lens X twenty one, like this monstrous yeah. LED torch at the yeah. time, and that was very That's capable the, out right. to a couple hundred meters, but mm.
1: Yeah, very good. Yeah. All right, uh, who's got social? Andy's. You've you got a social public profile going. What, what's yours? Oh, do you follow you.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, a little precision rifle on Facebook and uh, Andy Little PRS on Instagram.
1: Good. you do you out publicly or are you nah. nothing, just keep it in the closet? Fair That's enough. it. All right, and uh, mine is uh, impact.rusting. You can watch me open basketball cards on there. That's it. Uh, exciting times. (laughs) Otherwise, Precision Shooting Podcast on everything. You will find us there. And, uh, guys, thank you very much for listening. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.